Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Today we are diving into our recent experiences at the Elements of Connection Clinic. We're covering key takeaways, discussing the power of thoughts and manifestation, and sharing a few captivating stories from our journey. Join us as we explore identity struggles, reflections on animal communication, and the significance of staying grounded and adaptable. And as always, if you like anything in this episode, please like it and share it. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. If you missed last week's episode, we released Heather Corneman. It was a super fun conversation about spade bits and bridle horses and rodeo and livestock and a bunch of other stuff. Um, So go check it out. Today we are going to chat a little bit about our takeaways from the Elements of Connection Clinic. And if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that there will be some random squirrels in there. Um, So come hang out with us. Um, It's funny because I immediately wanted to talk about the heavy stuff, but then I was like, wait, we have to tell everyone that you finally got to meet Sage. Oh my God. The (laughs) highlight of my entire life was that I finally got to meet Sage in person and I got to squeeze her little face and I got to take her on a walk and she got to sit on my lap in the car and we have little segments together where I'd get in the car and she'd immediately like grab her little bone and like and then she'd like I'd have to burrito her it was like the best part of the elements of connection clinic if I do say so myself um so yeah and Arlo I really like Arlo I don't know why she gets so just disregarded when I am talking about Sage but I want one of her babies so I was equally as excited to to meet Arlo (laughs) yeah both of my dogs are pretty cool, but it was super fun to have you meet Sage. And Sage was just like real happy and down for <laughs> all the attention. And I do have to tell you guys this on live. Well, I was going to say live TV, but that's not what this is. <laughs> Wherever we are, that my highlight of Elements of Connection Clinic was Amber falling in a hole. <laughs> oh, did you see? I just sent you a meme on Instagram about like someone was sitting there in front of their computer and they were like that when you think back three years ago and your friend fell down the stairs and you start laughing and I was like that's what I fell in the hole (laughs) okay that is always going to be me and I literally told Amber after she was okay I could not stop laughing but I I was like she was laughing because she was like oh my god that was a wild experience and she was so it was dark and we had just gotten to our Airbnb and we were letting the dogs like out to use the bathroom before we went inside and she literally had like her bag her her hands were completely full like her cup and everything and she had her phone out to get a flashlight on and just as she turned on the flashlight I had like turned around to look at her and she stepped in this hole that someone had just taken a plant out of. So it was like a foot deep and (laughs) she was laughing and she landed on her elbows. Like her elbows were completely bruised. I don't know how she didn't hit her face. She didn't drop any of her stuff. (laughs) 
And she was like dying laughing at how funny it was for her. And I was like, it will never be as funny for you as it was for me because I literally turned around and she, I wish that I could like take this image out of my mind and like plaster it for the world world to see because you literally shrunk like two feet and then bam, like your body didn't bend at all. You were just flat on the ground. Okay, for the for the mothers out there, it's like this weird survival instinct that you have when you hold a baby and you go and you fall. <laughs> like you sacrifice your body to not drop the things. Well, apparently my body didn't forget that and it felt like it needed to <laughs> save the water bottle and my phone and whatever else shit I was carrying <laughs> because yeah. I, I saved it all. Mm-hmm. You saved it all and you kind of just like, yeah, your elbows took the brunt of it. Oh God, that was so bad. Fortunately, you were okay, but that was just, it was wild timing too because the flashlight came on and bam, she (laughs) fell in a hole. Which, did you manifest that? Because I didn't think about turning on the flashlight at all. I was just like, yeah, let's walk around. It's going to be totally fine. And you're like, hold on. There might be something we need to see. Oh, it was because I I was like, are there alligators out here? Because I was worried about the dog. That's why. Because I was like, I don't know. I don't spend time on the East Coast. And I don't know. You got big ass bugs. And your stinker bugs fly. And apparently your daddy long legs have the most aggressively large bodies because Stacia keeps yeah. sending me videos of daddy long legs all over her life now because of me she's blaming me <laughs> and so yeah I don't know were, were there alligators I don't know but I didn't want anyone to get eaten I was just trying to keep everyone safe <laughs> so speaking of that and this is off top I love how we're starting with a squirrel actually um <laughs> I was just, so right after the elements clinic, I went and spent some time with one of my good friends and, um, we were walking this old civil war trail that like she and her husband walk all the time and we got to the end of it. And I kid you not, I walked into a fucking ghost. Like it was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, unless I had some weird neurological event that like has never happened to me before, but we got towards the end of the trail and we were looking at this tree and she just was like jokingly like, well, not jokingly, but she was like, yeah, someone like might've used that for cover like that. Like this was a pretty big area at the time. And I was like, Oh yeah. And as soon as I like started thinking about the people that were on that trail, I like hit this wall and it literally felt like it felt like I walked into glass and I got super dizzy. Like I could feel like the spiral that you see in movies when people are like, <laughs> like going back in time that like happened to me for a second. And it like pushed me back. Like I walked back a couple of steps and I was like, Whoa, this is the weirdest thing just happened to me. But like, I either had a seizure or <laughs> like, I was like, I had some sort of weird event or I just walked into a ghost and she was like, you looked out of body. And I was like, I felt out of body. And then the weirdest thing is that we went back a second day, but I've like brought crystals and I was like full protection. Like I was like, I'm not trying to walk into any ghosts. Like, no, thanks. It's not really my thing. Um, <laughs> I can respect that this was like a sacred space, but I don't want that to happen to me again. And instead we were greeted by two freaking snakes, a <laughs> snake, like literally like right in front of Arlo. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And before I could get the words out, like my friend like took a step back towards it. And I was like, ah! 
the other way. <laughs> and I, cause I didn't know if it was like venomous or not. And then we walked like 30 more feet and saw another one. And she's like, I've never seen a snake on this path. And I was like, yeah, that, that was probably like, because I, well, I don't know, but I was like, yeah, it was probably because I like protected myself. I was like, I don't want any ghosts. So they're like, well, here's the fucking snake then. <laughs> you don't want to do that human snake. <laughs> you know, that was interesting because I did at one point look up the meaning of a snake crossing your path because did I know you when I feel like it didn't happen that long ago when I was driving on the next street over from my house and as I was driving up it there was a snake in the middle of the road and it like lunged at my tire did we know you? No. maybe I didn't know you um so maybe it was longer than that because I'm sure for sure I would have told you about it but yeah, I was driving on the road and I saw a snake and I was like, oh, what is that? And I realized, oh, it's a snake. And I went to go to the right to kind of like go around it because I don't want to run it over. And it like lunged at my car. And I was like, what, what just happened? Um, One of the kids was in the car with me. So I can't remember which one. But yeah, it was pretty freaking wild. And at that point, I looked up the meaning of it. And I obviously can't remember that now, but you should do it. <laughs> well, what's funny, too, is I wanted to look up if it was venomous. But then I started having like all these intrusive thoughts about how if I continue thinking about snakes, they're going to manifest in my life. So I was like, no, clear, cancel, delete. Like I can't, I was like, forget it. It's out of our path. We forgot about it. We're not talking about it anymore. Not putting any energy into that. Now I have freaking invasion of the wasps over here because I got one. So this morning I went to like take a knife out of the sink and there was something slimy on my hand and it was a wet wasp and Ew. I was like oh my god what the hell I know and then I came upstairs and did my first couple of appointments with a wasp just like sitting on my door and I'm like okay and then I went outside to bring my horses in and there was like a horde of them as soon as I opened the gate like 15 of them and I was running around my horses were like why are you running um <laughs> And it's just so wild how I, I literally swear if you, here's another thing that's happening. I have invasion of the ladybugs in here right now. There's like 15. And I think it's because I thought about them yesterday. I opened up my door for a second and I was like, oh, ladybugs, wonder if they're going to be able to get in here. And like, you could tell <laughs> that they had been on the door for a long time. Then I started thinking about them and now they're like, here we are. But that is what I think happened with the wasp because this morning when I got one, when I got that one in the sink, I had like a visceral, like, you know, when you don't realize you're touching something and then it's something that scares you and you like pull your hand back and you're like, like your whole body shakes that happened to me. And I couldn't get that like feeling out of my body. So I kept thinking about it and I was like, what the fuck? And now I have like a wasp invasion. So just a reminder to be careful what you're thinking about. <laughs> no, it's so funny that we kept talking about invasive thoughts or intrusive thoughts <laughs> at the Elements of mm-hmm. Connection Clinic. Um, and and how I and then I was like, oh, do, Ed, does everybody have those? And then we like talked about them at the clinic and I was like, does everyone think we're crazy? But I got somebody, I went to pick up Johnny yesterday. And I was driving and someone pulled out in front of me, like they were parked on the side of the road and then they pulled onto the road. And like, I had to like slam on my brakes and like kind of swerve to not hit them. And I was like, what the heck? And then they proceeded to roll down their window and flip me off. (laughs) And I was like, so triggered. And I kept, 
going, I hope you get a flat tire, clear cancel delete. I don't want that. Like I just, I just kept like one thing after another of like horrible things. And I was like, nope, clear cancel delete. I had to do that like halfway up the hill because I was following them and I was having all these thoughts about how annoyed I was. And I was like, how I didn't want any of that to come back to me. So I kept clear canceling, deleting it. Oh. Oh God. I know the struggle is real. I saw someone like shanking her horse recently at like a event that I went to and my friend said something to her, but I was so annoyed and so triggered by it. And then they ended up like pulling out behind us and like following us home. And I was like, I hope she gets fat, 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 fat. And then I was like, no, I shouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> Hope that horse clobbers are in the head. No, can't say that either. But yeah, the intrusive thoughts are like a freaking real thing, which speaking of that. Okay. All right, you guys, we'll, we'll talk about the clinic now. Okay. Had a lot of things I needed to say before then. Um, so it, it was so interesting because the first clinic that we did I went in there as we all know with like extreme unworthiness like I was like I don't know what I have to offer I don't know what this is gonna look like this is my very first clinic I've never worn a mic before I was like super freaking nervous didn't know like I hadn't met Catherine or Tara yet in person and it was just I don't know there were so many unknowns and I was just like I'm just a little add-on who has no value and like no place in this. And then it ended up being super fun, super validating. And like, I got so much out of it and it was really cool to come into this experience, like knowing my place, knowing my value and what I had to offer, not really feeling any of that like unworthiness and just being able to like channel the energy of the horses from like, just like a pure positive, like grounded space. And what was cool about this one is I felt like everyone was really, not that this didn't happen in the first one, but it was interesting because in the first one, I don't know if it's because I came from a space of like really needing to prove my worth because I got super tired after that one. And I felt like I was being called to go to like every single auditor and like really channel the animals and stuff and in this one it was kind of interesting because the animals like the messages that people needed to hear they came through in our meditations like we had more time to do our meditations and like our work at the beginning and the end and like the beginning of the days and stuff so it's kind of cool that I like we were able to kind of hand the power back to people like I wasn't going around and just being like hey this is what I'm getting from your animal it was super powerful to see that like the messages that I was getting from everyone's animals, they would like talk about it in our group circle that like that they got it themselves, which was awesome. Yeah, that's, um, I think that the having more time really changed the game and up leveled everything uh, for the participants and for us to be able to, I thought it was cool that we all got to do something that was like out of the box of what people expected each person to do. Like, you know, with Catherine and Celeste and Tara, like everyone has this expectation of what they do. Like, of course we're going to see Celeste and she's going to teach about pillars. And then Catherine's going to teach about biomechanics and Tara's going to think about positive reinforcement. And it was like, they each had like these really rad separate exercises for the entire group to do together and I think it totally like cracked everyone wild, wide open. And 
put them so much more in the receiving mode to be able to hear and connect and like understand what was actually happening and how important that connection piece is because that's the whole point of the clinic um and how all the other stuff just kind of easily manifests after you get you get that piece really solidified um i feel like it was different for me because i well it wasn't at my house so that was actually a little bit more stressful <laughs> because trying to get all of the like things that needed to happen like the little things like the food and like the audio and the music and you know and trying to work from across the country and then come and try was more stressful but it was different because I wasn't here and it wasn't my horses and I wasn't in my own space and so there was a different like level of like release of responsibility that I feel like I had it's and um what it brought up for me was actually an underlying theme of a lot of my career was that I didn't have anything to do with the horses directly. You know what I mean? Like the horse and rider pairs and being like a oh, horse trainer, quote unquote, uh, for so long. It's like that's where my identity is really strapped into and where um, my, I had had have, I don't know, probably still residual <laughs> effects of this belief that my worth was from me being a good horse trainer. And so like to be at an event like that and then not have anything to do with that piece was really freaking awkward for me. And it made me start comparing myself to like Celeste and to Tara. And so it was interesting because I even told them the last night I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And they were like, oh, no, you know, and I got to expose my insecurities and then have them support me <laughs> um <laughs> it was like I came home and immediately the fraternity the cow horse fraternity was going on at the same time and I kept seeing all these videos of people working cows and like showing and I was like god like I really freaking want that like I see those videos I get teary-eyed I get goosebumps I'm like that is what actually brings me joy and then I was like I wonder if I could take what I know now, have Clover have a baby, and then actually go forward into the world and do that at that level, knowing what I know now. And then I started unwinding and thinking, well, am I just doing that to prove that I'm a good horse trainer as well as other things? Um, and so that's where my brain kind of got stuck on loop of like, wait, what am I? Who am I? Am I still reaching for my worth and everything I do versus just being? It's like so ridiculous. Um, but it's that piece of, oh, should we talk? Oh, should we talk about the pendulum thing or are we waiting until Catherine's on? Oh, we should totally wait. Okay. Well, I will just say swinging wildly from being I'm so satisfied with everything I do right here and right now and not needing anything on the outside of myself to give me that and then that hyper independence and like but I really really want this thing <laughs> like I'm like okay is there a middle ground that I'm like kind of searching for I'm still trying to figure that out but um and asking myself the question like why do you want that like I find it very exhilarating and fun and it's like well why do you have why do you have to show? Can you just go do it? And it's like, I don't know. Like, what is that? So I'm currently working that out. That's what all of that sparked from. 
the freaking clinic. <laughs> yeah, I was like super fortunate to be able to work with Tara a little bit like after the clinics, they stayed an extra day and well, actually backtrack. First of all, it was Copper's clinic, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, because Copper like really Copper's Stacia's horse and well her daughter's horse. Um, and what's actually really cool is she had another clinic and Stacia rode him. So he's like getting all the things now. But he basically like came to me the day before the clinic and was like, I have to be involved. Like I have to be the one that's like during the first meditation and I want to be involved throughout. And then he had someone who was using him in the clinic and he was just like so appreciative and happy. Um, so that was cool. And um, I got to work with Tara and I was like immediately um, for me, it's so funny because when I learn something new conceptually, I understand it. And then I see someone else doing it and I'm like, okay, like, I understand what you're doing. I can see it from the outside looking in. This looks super cool. And then I had a week at my friend's house before I got home. And then I got home and like, I hadn't given myself any time to like really decompress and let everything sit. So I slept for two days. And then today I had like my readings and I texted Amber. Well, actually I'm going to text you this morning, but I was like, no, that's, that's an intrusive thought. But I was like, can I even connect to animals anymore? Like I went almost an entire week not connecting. Like what if I lost it all? What if I like my sleep cycle was off? It's like all these things that I think about. Like I was on the wrong time zone and now I'm coming back. Like I'm never going to be able to connect to animals again. And then I have my first <laughs> appointment and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, this is like in me. I can do it. <laughs> but um, I like felt like I was going to be super, super inspired to like, do all the things with my horses. And two things happened to me. One, I realized that I got home and I didn't want to do anything with my horses. And I had to be okay with that. And it was really hard to be okay with that. Like I was like, you just learned all these new things. Like, you just got to witness some really cool shit. You should play with your horses. And then I like fought with myself. And I was like, No, you should be able to do whatever you want. And I had that whole inner dialogue. And then two, I pulled Biggie out and we had the most awkward time together where I was like trying to put together like the concept and like what I was seeing from him. And I ended up just scratching his body and like telling Donna, like, I don't know, I'm just scratching him right now. I don't know what I should be. I was like, is scratching a seeking behavior? How do I close the loop for scratching? I tried like standing here and like scratching him for however long he wanted till he walked away and he never walked away. Like, how do I close the she was like you're overthinking it I'm like you're right I need another day of just like figuring out what my life is and then I'll go back to my horses <laughs> but that's kind of what people who participate in the clinic and they tell us that like how do we go back to real life because when you're in this little bubble and like there's this little container and you're feeling all the feels and you have all these like-minded people and there's just not a lot there were so many people there that were like I'm trying to come without a lot of expectations. Like I just, and we kind of keep it vague with the elements. Like we tell people sort of what we're doing, but it's not like we have like a list of like, this is what's going to happen. So people don't always know what to expect. Um, and so when you have that open mindset, I think it's easier to kind of go with the flow and really like absorb everything. 
and then when you go home with like your own animals and other people and you're like the one in charge, it is like a weird space to navigate after something like that. Yeah, it's like the level of support you have when you're there and the the access to everyone, you know, right in front of you, like that piece of being supported and being supportive of every everyone as far as like the facilitators and the participants. Um it just feels really safe and like held. Um, and then, yeah. And then you get released back into the wild and everybody's like, ah, but I think that's why the value of the Facebook group, at least you can still feel like connected to everyone and you can reach out and be like, Oh, I'm scared in the real world. <laughs> and then everyone kind of, kind of shows up for you. Um, I will say aside from my like existential crisis, that's extreme, but you know what I mean? Um, there was a moment where I think I was able to now define what I do, which I haven't been able to do that. Uh, I've been stuck in like, I'm not a horse trainer anymore. I've been stuck in, I don't want to be called a coach. Cause that's like, ew, gross. I, I don't know why I don't like that word. <laughs> um, and I don't like, I just don't any of it. Right. So uh, the day was it day. How many days do we, there's a lot of days. I think it was like day three when people burned their stories their of their horse, the old stories. Um, I got to sit in front of my little pot and had the sage and the lavender and the cedar and all the sweet things brewing in there. And it was an invitation for people to write out their old story of the horse that they have from this current moment. So this is where I got them and they were abused and, you know, and all of these things that we continuously tell no matter how long it's been like this is where the horse came from and the horses were kind of like well what about right now like because right now <laughs> that's not who I am and so there was an invitation to write that out and then the next day they were um went through a meditation and then invited to come forward and burn the story and then allow the new I am statement for their horse to just drop in in the moment kind of tapped in and I realized when I was sitting there in front of everyone like it wasn't me <laughs> it was like me and ancestors and being able to hold space like that individually for each person there was definitely something that changed for me in that moment where I was like holy shit like this is really intense and I'm so honored to be able to witness everyone in those moments because they were so raw and real. And I don't think that I have had an experience and maybe it was because there were so many people and it was like one after another. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. But to see people like release that and look me dead in the eye and be like, I am powerful or I am whatever for their horse. And then I realized, and I even changed it on my Instagram. It's like, what do you do when people go, what do you do? Uh, I think what I do is I create experiences that are safe and magical as fuck for people to connect with themselves deeper and their horses deeper and kind of find their own truth. And so that allows me to help people just navigate and like facilitate this little capsule that I get to create for people, whether it's some meditations or whatever it is. Because like you said in the beginning, it was like really cool for people to be able to come to these realizations that they have the ability to do this on their own without being like, but wait, let me call you. And not to say that's not going to happen, Doug, because it happens all the time <laughs> as a human, but for them to have that validation in those moments and be like, oh, I do know and I don't need 
you know, someone to tell me how I feel or what my truth is. And I can let go of that stuff. And, and if I feel like I can't, like, why can't I, and kind of explore deeper for themselves and get like that deeper level of healing. Um, that was kind of really rad for me for that, for that moment. And then also it was like, oh, I have a little bit of clarity on like what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny to me that like, you didn't know that you did that before. Cause even with like your meditations, you're always like, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's good. And like it is, and I get that because I'm like that with animal communication. Like I had a session that I've been doing it for so long now. And I know when the information is right. And I, you know, like the, um, you know, like on Halloween, how sometimes people will have like a black hoodie with bones on it. Like that'll be like their little Halloween costume. Well, I talked to a dog today and he was talking about how he used to wear a little sweater with bones on it and showed me that. And I was like all nervous to say it for some reason. And I said like a couple specific things. And then I was like, all right, this is going to sound weird, but did he used to wear like a sweater with bones on it? And the guy was like, oh my God, like, where did this information come from? And I'm like, it's so funny too. I told him like in the session, I was like, I like seriously doubted that. Like, I was like, no, that's too specific. That's too weird. Like, I was like, I wrote it down, cropped it out. He made me write it down again. Like, I was not going to say that. And it's just kind of funny how, like, there is a part of you, I'm sure, that knows that you create these containers for people even before this. Like, you know that you do, like, your mirror sessions and stuff. But I think until you really feel like the power of it, you don't fully realize how fucking cool it is. And I think that's part of like us staying humble too. Like, yes, we know that it's something that we do. And and I think that's why you and I get along so well too, is like, we both stay like very grounded and very real. And there's that fine balance of like, of being proud of what we're doing and knowing that we're like really good at what we do and also like knowing that we're having a very real human experience but then not getting too far into the human experience which is probably exactly why we get along because we are also falling apart a lot of times and are way too deep in the human experience (laughs) like I literally woke up this morning and I was like I don't want horses, don't want anything to do with them, don't know, like, get rid of all of them. And then I was like, well, maybe I just want one at a boarding facility. Um, And it all stemmed from a conversation around my donkey's foot, who has CD toe right now, who I'm actively taking care of, and who has been on grass his entire life. But um, someone mentioned that maybe the grass and the sugars was going to be a thing. And I went down this whole spiral of like having a metabolic donkey and how that just didn't align with me and it didn't feel true to who he was and how like then I saw his life in the future in a muzzle and he looked all dull and sad and I was like nope I can't have horses anymore and then I had to like snap myself out of it through yoga I was like what am I doing why am I going down that path but what's cool about that is like we have the awareness and you've actually given me the awareness. And that's what you do for a lot of people is like you bring them into that space and you create all of the awareness around like the thoughts or the emotions or the feelings. And that's literally all it takes. Like you give so much power back to people when you're, when you're like, Hey, here's like, here's a space for you to feel how you're feeling. Now sit with that for a second. Like, like how do you feel about that like really think about it and then you can be like oh shit that's been (laughs) with me for a while 
Now that takes me back to my grandma. Now I think about this other childhood thing and it's like a whole spiral. (laughs) Yeah. I think I, like you had said at the first one, it was like, you got the validation. And I think what happened was I had so many people come up to me and be like, I cannot meditate. And I was like, exactly where you were guiding us within the first five minutes, like I was gone or like, I was worried about, you know, laying in the grass with the bugs. And then I complained about it in two minutes after we started, you know, and it was like, I don't know how you do it. Like you just, we all go, you know? And I was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) And I think that freaking, that piece that we both have of, we are really channeling when we're in those little meditations or whatever and so we don't actually get allowed to know too much until like right before it's happening it's really unsettling (laughs) because yeah I would like to have a plan I want to know what I'm gonna say and it's like you don't need to know because it's not you you know what I mean and it's like well I feel uncertain and awkward and as soon as the music comes on it's like we go you know what I mean but even for the people that were there, it's like, you have to wait until you're in the energy of who's there and what's currently happening to be able to create what they need. And so like every morning, the importance of us staying together, driving together, whatever, it was like, these things had to be created like the morning of. (laughs) And while like my mom, who's a very hardcore Virgo accountant, very well-planned is like, you don't know what you're going to do. And I'm like, look, that's just not how it works. Okay. Like we have to know where everyone's at like we could have a whole plan and then it's not going to resonate with anybody that's there and it would suck for all of you and so it's like cool but then also it's like never not a little bit like ah what is happening this is what are we gonna do and it was like oh I know and then it's like it all falls out playlists being made in the car right before we show up but that's just yeah That is how it is, which, and we'll get like little downloads. Like you were like, I have a feeling that water has to be in this for whatever reason. And like that sparked your entire meditation. And, um, and I was like, we have to take them back to infancy. Like I just knew it. Like I was like, this has to happen. And I didn't know what it looked like. Like at first I thought it was going to be us holding each other, which that didn't happen fortunately. Cause I feel like that was going to just be way too awkward, (laughs) but we ended up doing this little like exercise to like go back to like when you were born and before you were born and stuff. And like Amber did some things in the water and what was really cool is um, one of the people who went to the clinic, it was like her birthday. And we did that, like going back to the beginning meditation on her birthday, which I didn't know at the time. Um, And it it was just cool. There were so many like full circle moments and um, yeah, these things can't be created. Like even with my like connections with animals and stuff, I've talked to communicators in the past who kind of like do like look at the animal and they'll like talk to them beforehand and then call the person. But for some reason, and I think it's because I really need to admit that I can read people. I am so hardcore resistant against that. And like, even today I talked to a dog and I was like, Oh yeah, I see that he's on Apoquel. And the guy was like, how does he know that? And I was like, I don't know. But and I know that he like knowing that the person knows and I can read them and like it all goes together. But I have for whatever reason, actually, if you guys are listening to this, tell me how you feel about this because 
for whatever reason, I have this block, like if I'm getting paid to read your animal, but then I start getting downloads from like you, if like, I feel like those things are unwanted. Like you're not paying me to read you or to like get these other. And like Amber has been like, you think people are going to like reject that? Like, they're not going to be like, Oh, like you're feeling that like my vitamins are out of balance and my blood pressure has been super crazy and I'm having these heart palpitations and like, you know why? No, I don't want to hear that. I don't trust your intuition. (laughs) But for some reason I have this block, like if I'm reading the person, the information from the animal is going to get invalidated. And so this is actually kind of a timely conversation because you're relabeling yourself and I feel like I need to relabel myself. So. I guess I'm going to be working on that. (laughs) I don't think I'm just an animal communicator anymore. And I haven't been for a while, but I don't know what to call myself. And I don't like, you don't like coach. I don't like healer. I don't want to be coined as a healer. I don't like that. Makes me uncomfortable because I feel like everyone is their own healer. Like everyone's a healer. Mm -hmm. They just don't know it. Haven't experienced it yet. Don't believe they can. So I don't like Cause it makes me feel like, oh, I'm doing this for you. Um, I may be creating the space, but I can't force you to do any of the shit. Like you've got to make the conscious decision to move forward and do the things. Um, so yeah, I don't like that either, but I will say from the very first interview that I did when I had my own podcast and, I, and you had said that, and I always talk about this piece of you were like, I don't know, like this horse told me about the purple gullet and the owner was like, that's so weird because I have never shown this horse the the gullet is that what it's called and you were like I think horses <laughs> I can't wait to hopefully I can find the original one if not go watch it um I think horses might be really intuitive because how else would this horse know that the gullet was purple and I was like it's probably you <laughs> like, I mean, it was obvious to me, but I was like, oh yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's I know. <laughs> I can't accept that even still with like, you know, the dog with the bone, just with like anything, if it's, and the person will be like, how do they know that? And I'm like, I know they're so smart, but I think I just need to get like more clarity around like what they actually know and what I know. I think the piece that scares me is like, it's probably so intertwined at this point that like even the stuff with their body that I see is probably like somewhat of stuff that like I'm seeing. So I guess if I, if I move away from like the animal communication role, it would give me more space to be like, Hey, this is what I see versus I feel like I've labeled myself so hardcore with the animal communication that when I deviate from that, I feel like it's almost like, I don't know, not true to what I like should quotes be doing. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when I stopped taking horses and training, I was like, I'm not a horse trainer anymore, but like, it still says horse trainer on my thing and has all the other things I do. I'm like, when am I just going to rip the bandaid off and take horse trainer away? Like take it off. <laughs> it, Cause it's almost like you're working you and the animal and the ancestors and the higher self of the person like you're all working together to create a space that like you know opens up more and deeper healing so it's like you're all working together you know what I mean so 
you don't maybe don't have to clarify who it's coming from specifically. Is it me? Is it them? Is it you? Is it your ancestors? Who knows? Like, do you want the information or not? <laughs> <laughs> I know maybe it's just be like, I can leave it animal communicator and then I just have to add something at the end, like and intuitive or and whatever. And then yeah. it can like give me the, the mental freedom. Oh my God, that same dog. I have to tell you guys about him because he was just so good and he keeps popping into my mind because gosh, damn it. He was so cute. He was a bulldog. And the very first thing out of my mind or out of my mouth well, and my mind <laughs> was um, <laughs> he was like, I don't like other dogs and I don't care like who they are or what you say. I'm a people person and not a dog person and I'll never change for anyone. And the guy was laughing because he's like, oh my gosh, like the number one thing that we want to talk about is like his aggression towards other dogs. And like, that was the first thing that he said, like, I didn't know anything about him. And then he was like, my people are very intentional about what they do. They're not going to go to a bad restaurant. They're not going to hang out with people that they don't like. Like they're, they're like so intentional. So like me spending time with other dogs, um, that's got to be like very intentional. And he was just so funny because he was talking about like this bakery that they used to go to to like get him some treats and stuff. And he had like a specific treat that he wanted. And oh, there was a reason why I started telling this story because there was something in it that I like wanted to say that linked into to whatever we were talking about. But it's finally it's lost. It's lost on me. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like animals. I guess I do kind of know what was his and what wasn't because animals can only take me so far. Oh my gosh, here we are in a podcast again, solving all of my problems. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you and I go on a podcast and you give me like a little spark and then it like sends me in this other way. And I'm like, Oh, I'm fixed. Um, but because like he could only take me so far with his food. So I could look at his food and I could see that he was getting like not actual kibble. So I could see that he was getting like some sort of like raw food or dehydrated or whatever. And the guy was like, he's on dehydrated fish. And then I could see that he was getting a supplement and I could see the texture of the supplement, but he didn't know what it was. But my intuition told me that it was like something. I can't remember what it was. And then I could see this pill and I knew that the pill was Apoquel but it's not like the dog knew that it was that it's just that he knew that he was getting something that wasn't right. And I looked at everything else and everything looked like clear intuition wise. So I chose that one and then was able to expand on that. And what was really interesting about that too is, um, actually I, I probably can't say too much because I don't know. I don't know like how that is there HIPAA for animals. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> like how much can I say about this little guy and like the details of the session? But I think if you're not saying their name, right? It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I want my sessions to like feel confidential and safe, but it was just it was kind of interesting because um he knew that the drug was blocking his ability to to itch or or like he basically knew because I can't remember exactly what Abiquil does, but I think it like blocks like the the neuroreceptors in the brain or like it blocks whatever gives them the urge to itch a certain spot. And he was talking about how he just wants to itch his eyes and his ears. And I was like, if you could go back and tell me how it feels without the drug, what does it feel like? And immediately it was nerve pain. And I was like, oh my gosh, this goes back to what was going on with his eye and his ears. And so 
now the guy's going to look for a craniosacral therapist because I'm like, oh my gosh, I think it's nerves. I don't think it's allergies at all. I think it's like, because he doesn't like eat his feet or scratch his belly or any of the other stuff that typical allergies does. So kind of cool. I can't wait to hear an update on him, but he was so funny because he was like, I don't care who you are. I am not (laughs) dealing with other dogs. This is my time to be free. He was like so annoyed too, because he was like, this is my time to be free. And here I have all these other dogs making me get all tight on a cinched leash. And like, he's like, I hate other dogs. Anytime I'm around another dog, I lose some of my freedom. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's lots of room for expansion for what you call yourself. I just think it's easier to be like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. instead of the label of I'm Amber and what I do is (laughs) you can come up with whatever you want to call me. I'm just going to let that part go (laughs) because it's too constrictive. The label. It is too constrictive. I think that's why I like that I called myself guided voice because voice Mm. can be like anything. It's not, maybe my little intuitive self knew that a long, long time ago and was like, this is what you need to call yourself. (laughs) Well, it's also like that time that um, Smarty was telling you about, like describing to you the container uh, in what color. And I was like, he's never seen that shit because I do that around the corner. And I pull up the syringe and it's like a whole secretive thing that I come in with first because he hates it. And then if I give him his cookie, if he sees the syringe before, he won't eat the cookie. He, he just like holds it in his mouth. And so I was like, there's no way that that horse has seen that bottle of Pentacin. And you were just, I think you described it as it has a green cap and it's almost like essential oils. And I literally, I don't know how many pictures I sent to you. I was like, I have psyllium that has a green cap. I was at the feed store, like taking pictures of every single green and white thing. Like, what does he want and need? And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, it's like the little tiny (laughs) Pendison bottle. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. And I was like, but he's never seen that. So I must be you. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't care where the information came from because now he's happy. So whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's my next step. My next step in in my I need like a it's like my next step program. I feel like ever since I've known you, I'm like on like the next step, like Alcoholics Anonymous, but like I need a name for it where I'm like getting my little whatever. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Oh, look at us. We've been talking for a long time. That's what happens when we don't record a podcast for like two weeks. Apparently, there's lots to say. Um, do you feel complete? Yep. Cool. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening to us ramble on. If you're feeling like anything in this podcast resonates with you and you want to share it and like it, then do the thing. We are also going to be offering something for November. And it is all around gratitude, uh, but not all cheesy. Like it's going to be really freaking rad. So like, oh, weird. (laughs) How unusual a gratitude thing for November. Uh, It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a link for the early bird sign up in the show notes. And you guys can get your name on the list and we'll give you all the info when it's ready. 
think that's it. All right. I'll see you guys yeah. later.